Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the Rob Zakari Show. This is the late version, yes, the late version of the Rob Zakari Show. Those of you who listen to the program on Spreaker, those of you who uh, listen to the program on uh, iHeartRadio, those of you who listen to the program on uh, the blog talk uh, all those ways of listening to the show normally we are on at seven o'clock but as we uh, talked about it yesterday it'd be kind of stupid to do the program during the debate so here we are with a after debate show so we're just going to talk about the debate we're not going to talk about all the other Happenings of the day. We will leave that uh, to tomorrow's program. We're just going to talk about what happened tonight and the controversy. Yes, the big, well, there's two controversies um, Trump saying bad hombres. Yes, that is a controversy. Huge controversy. And if you're watching CNN, uh, Patty Salise Doyle, I think that's how you pronounce her name, and of course, the world's biggest leftist crybaby extraordinaire, Van Jones. They were very upset by Trump saying bad hombres. Imagine that. Imagine that. Hillary Clinton and, of course, the left call, I don't know what, 40 million, 45 million people that are going to vote Donald Trump deplorable, irredeemable, racists, Nazis. I, I mean, you know the names. You know the names. That's all right, but using the word hombre is somehow offensive. And this is where we are in our country right now. This is what Barack Obama has created. The left have created this. If somebody says something that you're offended by, then you are wrong. You are wrong. For some reason, if the left says that word is wrong, that costume is wrong, that phrase is wrong, whatever it might be, if they say it's wrong, then it's wrong. Like somehow, the left, and I know uh, how this has uh, become this way, it's called the media. It's called social media. And when you control the message, because Van Jones even said it, when I think uh, the only two Trump supporters against seven people on CNN said, who was offended? Why 
And Van Jones goes, oh, if you go to social media, you'll see a lot of people. You'll see a lot. And there lies the rigged system. Because as long as the left control social media, as long as the left control the media in general, then low-information voters will be told that the word hombre is racist and Nazi. I mean, all of these things. Look, look at, go to Yahoo. Go to your browser. Go, go, take a look. What's the trending topic? What... Then, of course, the low-information voter goes, Oh, yeah, see? America said, using the word bad hombre. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I mean, we've had this discussion a zillion times, not about bad hombre, but how things all of a sudden just happen. Like, you just wake up one morning, and you're told, Oh, you can't wear an Indian costume. What? You can't wear an Indian costume. That's offensive. If you wear an Indian costume for Halloween, you will be called a racist. If you wear a costume where you look like um, a bandito, I guess. or you're, That's race. I mean, we just wake up one day. And these things are told to us. And because you can go on CNN, or you could go on MSNBC, or you could go on ABC, and you could go online to Google, to Yahoo, and you'll see some hipster douchebag who lives in their parents' basement, they'll write a story. They'll screen grab uh, five or six other hipster douchebags on Twitter that tweet, I can't believe people still wear uh, an Indian costume in the year 2016. Hashtag outraged. So they'll screen grab five or six of those things, put it in a story, and that becomes the narrative of outrage. Outrage. You know how many times I've gone online and seen a Google story or a Yahoo story or a Daily Beast story or a BuzzFeed story and the title's Outrage. And the hipster douchebag that lives in the parents' basement writes their opinion. Oh my God, this is so bad. This is so horrible. And look at all these people that are outraged. Screen grab. One, two, three, four, five, six. Look. Look. Outrage. You know, like six people? Yeah, but look how many times they retweeted. Look how... Okay. Well, let's see. They retweeted it 46 times. Okay. They retweet... Okay. They retweeted that. A hundred to okay now I'm, I'm all right. So let's just say it reached five thousand people. That's outrage. 
160, 107, or 130, 140 million people vote. You got another, I don't know, what, 200 million people that, that live in the country that don't vote or they're too young or they're felons, whatever. 5,000 people is the makeup of outrage. So Van Jones says, go online, go to Twitter. People are outraged. Go to the Daily Beast or outraged. Trump said, we got to get these bad hombres out. That's racist. Outrage. And if you go online, you go to Yahoo, you go to Google, go there right now. Trump says, bad hombres. Oh, my God. So you're a low-information voter. And that will be the headline in the New York Times or the Washington Post or all the other propaganda sites. And you'll go, oh, my God. 130 million people are outraged. You'll go to CNN. Who won the debate? Hillary Clinton, 52 to 39. Seems to be the... The, the same number <laughs> seems to be the same number of every debate. Oh. So that was the one big controversy, that Trump used the word bad hombres. Bad hombres. That, that, that's racist. That's Okay. Now, the second controversy, the second controversy, was that when asked about the election and accepting the results, Trump said, and I quote, tell you at the time, I'll keep you in suspense. Oh my God, the outrage. The outrage. The, I mean, Van Jones, the, 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 the crybaby extraordinaire, he he broke down. He literally broke down. Oh, that's so un-American. How could he say Oh, my God. And the minute somebody tries to bring up the Al Gore situation, well, that's just a different situation. That's di- but, but it's it's not. It's not. Especially when you're talking about Trump and the fact that what, 15 Republicans all stood up there and went, I pledge, I will support the nominee, whoever that may be. They all pledged. Well, what happened with Kasich? What happened with Jeb Bush? What happened with Lindsey Graham? I mean, Trump's been through this. Why would anybody... At this time, right now, 2016, this election, what is happening from the media to all these undercover videos showing Democrat operatives, guys that work for the Clinton campaign, work for the DNC saying, yeah, we bust people in. Yeah, we do everything in our power to rig elections. You got things going on in Indiana. Why would anybody 
right now with everything that's going on go, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. No matter what happens, I will accept the results. Well, that's just stupid to say. It's just stupid to say. It's just stupid to say. In 2000, you had a situation where the person who won the popular vote lost the election. I remember I was in Brazil at the time. Actually, I was in Italy at the time. Or Brazil. I was somewhere overseas. Might have been Italy. And I happened to be coming home the day of the election. Or the night. And the pilot. I'll I'll never forget this. Goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have an update. We want to tell you, Al Gore is your new president. People were clapping. Some people were like, bleh. And then like 20 minutes later, he goes, uh, this is really wild. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, George Bush is the pre- It happened. And it's not stupid to bring that up. And to watch, uh, rather it's, uh, I don't know, Anderson Cooper... Or Axelrod go, well, then what Trump should have said. Oh, what he should have said. What he should have said was, uh, barring any extraordinary, unforeseen things that uh, could possibly happen, I will. That's what he should have said. But just saying, maybe... I'll keep you in suspense. Okay, so it was all right for him to say it, but he needed to say, barring a Al Gore situation, barring a Kennedy-Nixon situation, bar, I mean, come on, man. Now it's like you just gotta find stuff to diminish the debate, to not talk about... Hillary Clinton getting called on giving back the money that all of these terrorist countries have given her. And she completely dodged it. Anything to get away from the most substantive debate that there's been. The most substantive debate there's been. That we're talking about bad hombres and Trump going, well, let's see what happens in the election. Oh, that's un-American. How is that un-American? How is that un-American? You've got some serious effed up stuff that's going on right now. Serious effed up stuff. Or I should say, for the first time, these smoking guns, the the murder weapons, you could say, are fully on display. Because before it was, 
all talk. Well, the media does this. Oh, there's uh, election fraud going on there. Oh, there's... But nobody could ever prove it. Nobody had the gun. Nobody had the knife. Well, now there's murder weapons everywhere. Every day, a new murder weapon falls out of the, 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 the tree, lands on the ground. Oh, okay, so this is what Democrats use to slay Republicans or slay anybody that's not with them. So how is it controversial and un-American? Again, back to this un-American. You want to know what's un-American? The way the media, from CNN to MSNBC to CNBC to ABC to CBS, the way the media goes and has dinner and, 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 and powwows with the Democrats, with Hillary Clinton, with, with John Podesta. That's un-American for the press. For the free press that is supposed to give us Americans the news. Informative news. Unbiased news. So that we can make a decision on elections. Or policies. Rather it's Obamacare. What's un-American is for that press to be in bed with the ruling power. That's un-American. I mean, that's the whole concept of being un-American. For the press to be an extension of the ruling power. You can't get more un-American than that. You can't get more un-American than that. And yet, we hear it's un-American for Donald Trump to say, and I quote, I'll tell you at the time. I'm just going to keep you in suspense. Oh! Oh! That's outrageous! To watch Hack Tapper and Wolf Blitzer go, that's going to be the headline. That's going to be the headline. That's going to be the headline for Donald Trump to question our democracy. To question our democracy. Hey, how could he do? We have this tradition. About the, the, the power, it gets shifted and it... Yeah, and what about the media not being in bed with the ruling power? What about the ruling power not staging riots and protests? I mean, rem- and this just this just tells you how effed up. We are as a country. Just think about this for a minute. I want all of you to just think about this. Remember how outraged 
And I'm talking outraged. Remember how outraged the American people were, or we were told by the media that the New England Patriots and Tom Brady may have gotten an advantage by using deflated footballs. Remember Deflate Gate? What was that? A, a two month odyssey? Remember the outrage? Oh my God! How could this be? How, how could the New England Patriots possibly game the system? This is an outrage! This. Remember, people literally had freakouts. It was covered. I mean, not just like, oh, and guess what? I mean, CNN, MSNBC, we're going live now to the Tom Brady, New England press conference. And what was that about? The New England Patriots possibly cheating, rigging the system to win. Outrage. The outrage by all of the media over a effing football game. And here we are talking about the presidential election. Here we are talking about picking the next person to lead this country at a time where there's real heavy stuff going on. I mean some real heavy stuff going on. I'm not going to get all conspiratorial chemtrail on you. But what's going on with Russia and, and Iran and, and see, I mean... Th- th- Forget the little four-year-olds that are, you know, walking out of a bombed building. Forget that. Forget that. The fact that Russia and Iran, and now they say China, is joining Russia and Iran over in Syria. I mean, could you imagine if all of those powers got together and said, let's destroy America. Like, let's go after them. Yeah, we've got the most powerful military in the world. Well, you know what? We don't have the most powerful military in the world against Russia and China. I mean, remember World War II, you had Japan. And you had Germany. You know, you, you had sides. Well, what do we got? Seriously, what do we what do we got? Italy? What the F is Italy going to do? <laughs> we got Canada. Justin Trudeau. He'll come over with his Swiss army knife. Huh? <laughs> I know. Some of you are like, dude, that's not Swiss. 
I don't know why I think of a Swiss Army knife being Canadian, but <laughs> okay, it's the Swiss. <laughs> but I mean, there's some real heavy stuff going on. There's some real heavy stuff going on. Not to mention that our economy is very, very fragile right now. It's like the the slightest wind could could tip us. Could literally tip us. Remember, everything goes in cycles. I, I do believe that. Everything goes in cycles. This president up, this president down. This president up, this president down. Well, you know what? You had down with Bush. You have up with Obama. We're on that down cycle. So we have all of these things. And yet, there's no outrage as it pertains to the media colluding with the Democrats. Democrats talking about voter fraud, busting people in. This isn't outrageous. But Tom Brady deflating some footballs? Oh, my God. God forbid. The New England Patriots may be cheated. They may be cheated. Oh, And here we got so many things that are going on in this world. And there's obviously, obviously, there's cheating going on. And when you hear the left go, okay, so I'll even concede that, yeah, there's a little maybe voter fraud there, maybe a little voter fraud there, but not enough to sway the election. There's not enough. But you don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. Look what happened in 2000. Look what happened in Florida. You were talking about what? 500, 1,000 votes that decided that election? So voter fraud, if you were talking about a couple thousand, would have swayed that election. And you can't dismiss that because remember, a year and a half ago, not one person, not one person. Well, maybe you could find one. But the majority of people, if you said Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee, they laughed in your face, not once, not twice, but on a continuous loop. (laughs) And then they went and told their friends, guess how nuts this person is. He says Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. (sighs) He says Donald Trump is going to beat 16 Governors, senators, former governors. Ah! Hell, forget when he got in the race. When somebody said, hey, uh, Donald Trump might run, that ain't, ain't going to happen. So even before he got in the race, people laughed in your face when you said, uh, Trump uh, might get into the race. Ah! 
Then he got in the race, and they went, he'll never, ever, ever, ever win one primary. I mean, you've got serious, heavy hitter Washington elites. Carl Rove, Bill Crystal, uh, George Will, all said Donald Trump will never, ever win a primary. You had campaign veterans. The Rick Wilsons, Stuart, uh, whatever that uh, jackoff's name is, Stuart, uh, the guy who ran uh, Mitney's, lo- R- Mitney, uh, Mitt Romney's losing. Ca- All these guys said, "Forget it, Trump's done. Never happened. He'll never ever win an ever 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 win a primary. The SC Cups never ever ever ever. And then he won." And then they said, ah, he'll never win more than one. Rick Santorum won one. And then he won two. Ah, he'll never win more. Uh, Newt Gingrich won. And he eventually went on to win the nomination. So don't tell me that what happened in 2000 was just like a once in a 230 or 40 year chance. Don't tell me that. Don't just don't tell me that. So when Trump said, I'll tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. After it's all done, all the votes are counted. It's legitimate. He lost Pennsylvania by... 300,000. He lost Ohio by 300,000. He lost Florida by 300,000. It was not only in a, in, in a, a, a electoral landslide, but it was a popular landslide. Hillary Clinton won 68 million votes to Donald Trump's 58 million. Then Donald Trump can come out and say, we lost, we suck. She won. All is good. See you guys later. 2017, January 1st, Trump TV. But until then, why should Trump go 100%? Yeah, whatever happens, whatever happens that night when Wolf Blitzer goes, we are calling the race right now. To this day, to this day, John Kerry still swears that he was robbed. He was robbed in Ohio. To this day, John Kerry still says that he won Ohio. That Karl Rove and his crew did enough shenanigans... Because remember, the polls showed Kerry winning Ohio. Exit polls were showing that Kerry was going to win Ohio. 
And then they came on TV and went, uh, George Bush has won Ohio. Done. Finished. John Kerry still to this day says he won Ohio. So before somebody goes, yeah, uh, I will say that I will be 100% behind whoever. If she wins, I'm, why, why can't we wait until after the election? Why can't we wait to see what happens? Why can't we? And why is that un-American? Having members of Politico, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS. You you name the media network or, or news outlet. Isn't it un-American that they have representatives at the Hillary Clinton uh, campaign manager's house? Drinking, eating cheese. Isn't it un-American that employees of CNN are giving Hillary Clinton debate questions? Isn't that un-American? All of that's un-American. But Donald Trump talking about bad hombres and saying, I'll tell you at the time. I'm going to keep you in suspense. If he will accept the results of the election. And that's going to be the headline. I mean, it's already the headline. That's already trending. It's already trending. Isn't it un-American that if you tune on CNN, MSNBC, or any of the usual suspects that we talk about on this show, isn't it un-American that three weeks before the election, all of them are saying it's over? I mean, isn't that un-American? You want to talk about suppressing uh, the, the, the voice of the people? That doesn't hurt Hillary. That hurts Trump people. That makes Trump people go, Ugh, what's the point? What's the point going out to vote? What's the point volunteering? What's the point giving money? What's the point of doing anything except accepting the defeat three weeks before the election and getting ready for four years of Barack Clinton. I mean, doesn't that suppress the vote? Again, isn't that un-American? I mean, if you're a low-information Trump voter, there's no way, there's no way you're going to vote. For Trump. There's there's just no way. You're not even showing up. If you're a low information Trump voter. If you're somebody that just gets your news from uh, CNN or CBS. 
Maybe you watch the Sunday shows. Maybe you go to Huffington Post or you go to Politico. You're not going to vote for You're just, you're done. You're like, oh, well, what's the point? You're like a California voter. Our vote, our, our vote doesn't matter. Our vote doesn't matter. The election's basically called before we even finish casting our vote. I mean, they're not supposed to do that, but they do. The only thing that gets Californians to the polls is to go legalize weed. Or vote for gay marriage. Or try to defeat some hundred billion dollar boondoggle project uh, by uh, Jerry Brown uh, creating an, an underground train or whatever the hell they're doing but I mean isn't the seriously is, is, isn't that un-American to watch MSNBC and they're like yeah it's over and if it's not the commentator They have a pundit that comes on and goes, yeah, we've been talking to some high-level Republicans. Uh, Of course, we can't name names because doing so would compromise uh, who they are. And, of course, it would compromise us being able to uh, write about uh, different stories. So we have to, you know, keep our uh, sources secret. But our, uh, you know... Unnamed sources uh, in the uh, in in the high-ranking Republican uh, uh, party, you know the the, the top, the entree. They say uh, it's over. Trump's done. It's finished. They're just getting ready to hopefully salvage uh, Senate seats or House seats, but. Uh, Yeah, it's over. Their internal polling shows it's over. Uh, Their internal polling actually shows that uh, Trump loses more. So, yeah, yeah. I I mean, un-American, having the media tell you it's done. Now you're going, oh, well, okay. We had fun. We had a fun nine months. We had a fun four months. We had a good ride. Let me go pay my Obamacare premium that's tripled. Yee! Let me go see my friend Pepe, not the frog, but uh, Pepe, who's uh, selling oranges down at the um, Sherman Way in DeSoto. Actually, I mean, let me, you know, say hello. I mean, Un-American. Un-American. Outraged. How could he question? Now, the debate was good. And it just shows you... if It just shows you the debate would have been... 
Imagine how different this election cycle. And it's funny because the people that complain the most about the tone of this campaign is the left. Oh, the it's in the gutter. It, well, who put it in the gutter? The left. This entire campaign has been put in the gutter by the left. We've had three debates. Two debates by the left. One debate by the right. What debate had the least amount of gutter talk? What debate had the least amount of gutter talk? This debate. This debate had the least amount of cheating, groping, uh, uh, you know, Monica Lewinsky. I mean, this debate had the least amount of gutter talk. This is the first time we heard of immigration. It's the first time. The first debate, Lester Holt, there was no immigration. There, there, there was no uh, uh, entitlement talk. Anderson Cooper and Martha Rezinski, that town hall uh, disaster. I mean, they're so pathetic. Uh, the, the guy that they praise from the audience, Ken Bone, he's sitting there talking in re- on Reddit about uh, Jennifer Lopez's ass. Trayvon Martin <laughs> deserved to get killed. I mean, who put this entire election cycle in the gutter? It wasn't Trump. It's your typical left. It's your typical left to do something. And then when you respond, they then call foul. They then call foul. Remember that first debate. Who was the one that out of the blue brought up Alicia Machado? Who? Who out of the blue brought that up? Who? It it wasn't Trump. It wasn't Republicans. The only way Democrats can ever win is doing this type of stuff. It's the only way they can win. Can you imagine if all three debates were like tonight? Can you imagine if all three debates like that? Where Hillary Clinton goes, you want to know what I've been doing for 30 years? I'll tell you. Back in the 70s, I was working with children and 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 children and, and, and little black children to make sure they could go to school or health, whatever the hell she said. She basically brought up one thing per ten years. Could you imagine? Can you? Im- I mean, that's you know how base in baseball, if if you bat three hundred, you're considered a phenomenal baseball player. Which means, which means, for every ten. At bats, you hit the ball, you know, uh, get a base hit or a home run or whatever, three times. 
in any other walk of life, 10 and being successful three of those 10 times is a failure. So here's Hillary Clinton going, you know what I've done for 30 years? I'm going to give you this example. One, I'm going to give you this example. Two, I'm going to give you this example. Three. So you've done three things in 30 years. Holy crap. You want to talk about a, 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 a tortoise? Remember the last thing she the, the last thing she ended with was, and I was in the room. I was in the room when we captured and killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah? There was like eight other people in the room. So they all had a hand in, in killing Osama bin Laden. You know that picture? She's got her hands on her face. So every single one of those people had a hand in capturing Osama bin Laden. Every one of them. On substance, on substance, she can't win. Democrats can't win. Granted, Trump is no policy wonk. I'm with you. I'm with you. He, he's no policy wonk. But Hillary and the Democrats have nothing to run on. They can't say, well, look at this. Look what we accomplished. Look what I did. The only thing she's ever been successful in is getting paid to give speeches. And the only reason she's paid to give speeches is not because what she says is moving. It's for all of these people to basically hedge their bet. It's like they're playing craps. It's like they're playing craps and they're and they're putting money on the numbers and then they're putting number or money on the on the high yo and they're they're putting money on the come on the don't come and you're like what the hell's going on I don't get this and they go well see if I lose here I still win there if I win there but I lose there this outnumbers what I lose on that and you're just like oh my god I just don't understand. So all these people that give her money are like, you know what? We don't know if she'll become the next president. But, hey, we're worth billions. What's 250 grand? What's a half a million? If you're Cutter and you give Bill Clinton a million bucks, to Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, that's a lot of money. To a country like Cutter or Qatar however the hell you want to pronounce it. A million bucks is is like me going and getting a, a Big Mac. So these people didn't give Hillary Clinton money because she's, she's moving. They, they gave her money to hedge their bets. Because if she becomes president, they give her that nod. They give her that look. They give her that wink. That... Hey, remember, we gave you a million bucks. We gave you a million bucks, you little prick. You better come through. That's the only thing she's ever been successful at. That's it. 
It's all she's ever been successful at. That's it. That's it. So if they would have had two debates, they would have had them first two debates like last night. If the campaign was kept out of the gutter. If the media was a hands off. If the media was like it was back in the 80s, back in the 70s. I heard people say, well, the media has always, you know, been slanted to the left. Yeah, but they were never, ever. Like they are now. Yeah, you always had him on the left, but I've given the example. Dan Rather lost his job. Dan Rather didn't retire. Dan Rather lost his job because of all of that Bush stuff. He basically wore his 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 liberal badge on his sleeve. And at the end of the day, no matter if he was right, if he was wrong. If the story was true, it didn't matter. It was him being a bleeding heart liberal trying to influence the election. That's a no-go. That's a no-go. So, yeah, they've always been left-leaning. But in the past eight, ten years, it's never been to where it's been now. Never. You've never had people like Jeff Bezos buy a company, buy a newspaper, where it's his... It's a blog. Like, you know how we all have blogs... You know, it's like, I'm going to write, I'm going I'm to write about my thoughts. Today, I think this, this guy went out and bought a newspaper. Like I told you before, when we talked about Bezo. There's no status for having a eBay ripoff, so to speak. A, 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 a mail order company that sells dildos. All right? You can't show up to cocktail parties and be like, yeah, I sell dildos. There's no status in that. I sell dildos and I'm a Netflix ripoff. You got to, like, have something that people will want to gravitate toward you. Well, you have the Washington Post. Now people want to be his friend. Why? Because he can write a story about them. He has influence. Nobody's got influence if you're selling a dildo. Well, yeah, you do, but... (laughs) <laughs> not, not political influence. Not if you're, you know, <laughs> making move. Hey, come on, enough. 
So we've never been in a position where you've had. I mean, remember Ted Turner. Ted, you know, you never really knew where Ted Turner's politics was, but Ted Turner was like, "Yeah, my my wife is Jane Fonda. Uh, I like uh, you know going to baseball games. Uh, I like sailing around the world in this stupid boat." I, I you know, you're like, "Is he a Republican? Is he a?" De-? You know, that that was the era of CNN with Bernie... I am Bernard Shaw. The big fat guy, Arnett, who was, like, trapped behind enemy lines broadcasting. I mean, it, it wasn't a, you know, crossfire. Like, real crossfire. Not that fake crossfire with Essie Cup and Van Jones. Like, real crossfire. Like I said, CNN pulled off a a, a masterful, a, a a masterful, masterful maneuver when they basically, and, and they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew what they were exactly. They, come on. I mean, you want to talk about politics? You want to talk about pivoting? They bided their time, just like I told you all the tech companies did. How the liberals pulled it off. We're worried about con- congressional seats. They're worried about controlling the media. Controlling the media makes you control the government, not a stupid congressional seat. But what happened? CNN made sure... That they were the unbiased network. They were the ones that didn't care who won or lost. They just wanted to bring you the news. And then once everybody bought into that and went, yeah, they're not biased. I mean, I was one of them. I, I Years ago, I used to always be like, hey, watch CNN if you want news. Can't watch you know, Fox, or you can't watch MSNB. You gotta, you gotta watch CNN, or you know, or before MSNBC, it was like, oh, you can't. You know, Fox, they have a different. You know, CNN. And once everybody got bamboozled, they went full militant left. But it was too late because they already had their contracts. They already had their their airport terminals and their doctors' offices and. Everywhere else that you see CNN as the news channel. When someone goes, oh, dude, don't put the soap operas on. Put on the news. Put on CNN. You're like, that's not news. That's left-wing propaganda. No, that's that's the news. Okay, fine. Here. And there's Anderson Cooper. Hi, it's Anderson Cooper. Today we're going to talk about Donald Trump and the women that have accused him of sexual assault. What? What, the, what is this? This ain't news. What's going on in Aleppo? What, <laughs> what's going on with the two police officers that were slaughtered in California two weeks ago? One of them uh, being a woman that uh, had a four-month-old child. What about? We're going to talk about Donald Trump. The left. Brought us into the gutter. It wasn't Trump. 
the left created the narrative that Trump is a sexist, is a, is a scum, is a, is a raper. So then Trump brought out the Bill Clinton stuff. And then instantly the left goes, oh my God, he's going into the, into the dirt. But you guys are the ones that brought up Alicia Machado. Trump didn't bring it up. Some sketchy Venezuelan who, who, who had an anchor baby here in the States from a drug dealer. She threatened to, uh, to kill a federal judge. She went on a drive along to, to murder someone. And she gets brought up at a debate. That gets brought into the narrative. That wasn't Trump. That wasn't, oh, we have to talk about this girl because this is news. No, it's not. Years and years and years and years and years ago, that would have been like, no, no, no. We're not going to do this. This is just insane. Just insane. The left did this. The left created this. And then the second debate. Anderson Cooper. Uh, Mr. Trump, what about these accusations? Again, the left. Cooper never brought up immigration. He never brought up the national debt. He never brought up he, he didn't bring up anything except sleaze and dirt. He didn't bring up anything except sleaze and dirt. Lester Holt didn't bring up anything except sleaze and dirt. Chris Wallace, he, he, he brought up substantive issues. Chris Wallace asked Hillary substantive issues. And Trump. You had that one teeny tiny segment. That was it. That was it. And, and, uh, you got to listen to this bizarre, no, it's not bizarre hypocrisy. It's just, it's the left. I watched Hack Tapper. Criticize Trump for not attacking Hillary Clinton on the Bill Clinton issue. He actually brought up the segment where they were talking about uh, his treatment of women. And Wallace said to Hillary, we've been talking about Trump and his language and so forth and so on. And also... Your husband's past behavior and uh, actions. And she said what she said. This this long, like all these women feel the pain, yada, yada, yada. Trump said the women lied. The women are, are full of crap. And uh, let's talk about ISIS. Let's talk about some, 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 some stuff here. Let's talk about... They're all full of crap, and I'm not going to apologize for doing, you know, what I didn't do. Let's talk about ISIS. And then they moved on. Hack Tapper actually criticized Trump. 
Hack Tapper goes, I can't believe, you know, Trump, he should have went at Hillary. He should have said to her. Again, the left, the left created this muck. The left created this muck. And here they are complaining that it wasn't more mucky. That's why we're sitting here discussing bad hombres. And I'll tell you at the time, I'll keep you in suspense. That's why. CNN wants the muck. MSNBC wants the muck because they know if they have to talk about the WikiLeaks, if they have to talk about uh, the uh, O'Keefe videos, if they have to talk about Hillary's record, they lose. They lose. They absolutely 100% lose. So instead, let's talk about muck. And you will listen to Hack Tapper if you can play the replay. If you could play the replay of them from about an hour ago or an hour and a half ago, you will hear Hack Tapper being distraught that Trump didn't go at her over Bill Clinton. These are the liberals that created this environment. The left created this environment. And anytime Trump or the right tries to uh, put up a defense or even just try to chum the water themselves to get the sharks away from what chum the left is putting out there, they get, it's called foul. It's called that, that again, it, it's. If you actually had to talk about substance for these past three or four months, the left loses. The left loses. End of story. If you got to listen to Hillary Clinton bring up three things that she's done in 30 years, three things, three things. I, I, I mean, even people that aren't, I, I mean, someone that works at McDonald's. Someone that's worked at McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not putting McDonald's workers down, okay? I'm not putting McDonald's workers down. But somebody that doesn't have an important job like a senator, they could come up with more than one thing that they've done in 10 years, one accomplishment. And one of those accomplishments they could come up with doesn't involve just being in an effing room. That's like, uh, I was in the room with Dr. Katzi when she delivered my son. Yeah, so what's that mean, Rob? Well, yeah, you're in a room 
when a doctor delivered your kid. Yes, I was. That makes me a quasi-doc. No, it doesn't. It makes you being a jerk-off in a room while your doctor delivered your kid. I was in the room when we captured Osama Bin Laden. That's what I did. For the last 30 years while you were hosting Celebrity Apprentice. Well, I know to the left, her being in the room was a big deal. But there was eight other people in the room. I mean, the effing janitor could have been in that room just picking up a a, a piece of trash. Would he been able to say, Que paso? Hey, que paso? I know some of you are going, oh, does that mean the janitor is Mexican? I don't know. My janitor in my building's Mexican! <laughs> okay, so that's why. It's just from experience. <laughs> my janitor's not Italian. He's not like, hey, oh, pick up your trash. What, do you, what is wrong with you? It's not. He, he just looks at me. My janitor in our building, and every time I see him, he gives me this look like a deer in headlights. Because I think, I think he might listen to this show and he's afraid I'm going to call ice on him or something. Because he's definitely illegal. That's all I'm saying. But if the janitor was in the room, would, would, would he have claimed to being part of capturing Bin Laden? I don't know. In the liberals' world, yeah. Sure. So if they had these types of debates, if they had these types of debates, Hillary would be getting slaughtered. If they had... if, if Imagine if the last... And I know the last debate, Trump brought it up. But imagine if you just had one, two, three debates of Hillary getting peppered with you take money from Saudi Arabia, you take money from countries that kill gays, that that mutilate women's genitals. You take are you gonna give the money back? Are you gonna give the money back? Imagine if, if she got peppered with those questions. And then the next day, that was the headline. Donald Trump asks Hillary Clinton, are you going to return the money from the countries that kill gays? Instead, the headline is, Donald Trump says we have to deport the really bad hombres. That's what's so funny when you talk about a rigged election. And they all get nuts. Oh, how could he, what do you mean, how could he say that? You're creating narratives. You're creating the headlines. If the media put an emphasis on issues like that, opposed to bad hombres... 
Trump wouldn't be eight points down or five points down or two points down or have, you know, all of these networks saying Trump's over. It's done. Operatives tell me that Republicans have thrown in the towel. If every debate was as substantive as this debate, if we didn't have the Alicia Machados and we didn't have all of a sudden out of the blue Billy Bush tapes, the election would be totally different right now. If the media had a hands-off approach... If the media weren't dining with John Podesta, if the media, like Glenn Truss, wasn't going, Hi, John, I am such a hack. I'm going to send you this article. I'm such a hack. Hi, it's John Harwood at MSNBC. Hi. Please, I gotta love. I want to give a reach. I really got the Trump, didn't I? If we didn't have that, we wouldn't be in the situation we are. Which is the me is is the the liberals' plan from day one of two thousand. We talk about it out in the show all the time. Sixteen years ago. When the liberals lost in 2000, they said, never again will we lose. Never again will we not control a narrative. Never again will we not control the message. Never again will we think that voters getting... unbiased information just just getting facts is right for our democracy it is right for our co- they made that decision in 2000 and from that point they've gobbled up every single media outlet they've done everything they can to put their people I mean, I think I just heard Jorge Ramos is doing some show on HBO. So, I mean, you can't even watch HBO without it being some leftist propaganda. It's HBO. It's pay cable for heaven's sake. So the next time you hear people talk about oh, this can't these this campaigns are some dirty, it's the left. It ain't the right. Tonight's debate was controlled by the right, and this was the most substantive debate there was. It wasn't in the muck. It wasn't in the weeds. You got dirty for about two or three minutes. After that, they talked about issues. Talked about issues. Talked about 
Aleppo. I mean, Wallace even re-questioned Trump on Aleppo when he said, well, it's, it's fallen. And Chris Wallace goes, well, it's, it's not fallen. I mean, it, there's still... Trump said, what do you, what, what do you want, a memo? <laughs> what do you want? It was great. It was great. I think S.C. Cup was like, Mr. Trump, it's not falling. It, oh, again. For all intents and purposes, it has. Would you go to Aleppo? Seriously. You, you know how you know when a region is unstable? You know how you know when a region, a country or whatever is fallen? Would you go there? Would you go there? Would you get a ticket to Aleppo? Of course not. It's fallen. It's mayhem. To downplay that Aleppo hasn't fallen is disingenuous. So Wallace got got right up his keister on that. When Trump said, do you, do you, do you want a memo? It's it's fallen. Yeah, it's fallen. In SC Cup, she's got the crusade for, for Aleppo. This putz. Why? Why doesn't she get this jazzed up for American children? There's plenty of American children... Listen, there's state after state that have children suffering. Yeah, they haven't been bombed by an airplane. I'll I'll give her that. But you've you've got hundreds of thousands of children that live in 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 shacks and eat bugs. They're 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 starving. These are American American children. You have orphanages. You got a lot of American kids that are starving and, and desperate for help. You know how many children I see with their mom begging for change? I mean, I don't want to be cynical and glad ah, they live in a big house somewhere and this is just how they scam people. I'm sure there's a few that are like that. But there's also a lot. They literally have nothing. They they literally have nothing. They're begging for change. There's reports of uh, of of parents whoring their kids out, little ten year old kids. It was just in the in the news. I don't know, two three days ago. And SC Cup is worried about kids in Aleppo. Again, I don't mean to be heartless. F them. Worry about it here. Worry about the kids here. There's plenty of kids to worry about here. Essie Cup. It hasn't fallen, Mr. Trump. It hasn't. Yeah, yes, it has. Go to go there. Go there, Essie Cup. You effing a-hole. Go there. Go get your ticket to Aleppo since it hasn't fallen. Go vacation in Aleppo. Go go do some work. You'll get bombed, you putts. Essie Cup.
You cease. You see. You. 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 I don't want to say the word I want to say. I don't want to see you next Tuesday. I don't want to. I don't want to see SE Cup next Tuesday. I don't want to see her next Tuesday. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, imagine if, if we controlled the media. Imagine if we controlled the media. Because tonight, Hillary Clinton said loud and clear, and Democrats, and I watched them on the little CNN panel get all distraught, but it is what Hillary Clinton said. There is absolutely no restrictions on abortion. I mean, that's what she said. Now, you could be extreme and go, well, what Donald Trump said three days before uh, the, the, you know, in the ninth month, that won't. It's the truth. It's the truth. What Hillary Clinton said, there, there should be absolutely no restrictions on abortion whatsoever. Late-term abortion? No. And this notion, and this notion, listen, and I know this might, uh, 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 you know, not, not put me over with the women out there, but if you're, if you're pregnant, and I'm going through this now, I'm not pregnant, but if you're pregnant, and at the seventh month, or, or or eight month, you don't know if you should have a kid or not, and you couldn't figure that out three months before, you're a real piece of crap. You're a real piece of human garbage, man. It ain't about a woman has a right to choose and do whatever she wants with her body. At some point, a woman has to stand up and go, but, but, if you haven't figured out what you want to do with that child after the third month, maybe fourth month, you're a piece of crap. You're a piece of human dung. That's what you are. I mean, you're a real low... I mean, I mean, you're just a piece of crap. I get it. I get it. You get pregnant. You don't know what to do. Maybe you, you were at a party. You, you didn't wear a rubber. Uh, the, the, the guy... Maybe you were raped. But when you hear the rape thing, you get raped. You find out you're pregnant from being raped. You're like, suck it out. Kill it. Get it out of here. You're not in your seventh and eighth month going, hmm, what should I do? It's, it's a ludicrous argument. It's a ludicrous argument. At some, I mean, at some point. At some point, even if you're for something, you got to just say, all right, 
we, we, we have to take that away from these people because if you're a woman in your eighth month of pregnancy and you're like, you know what? I just decided I want them to kill this human being that could literally live outside of my womb right now. There's just, there's just I mean, what kind of person are you just in society? I mean, you're one of those people that you like, you're just a bad person. You're really just a bad person. No different than if you're a gun, uh, 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 you know, enthusiast. And you're like, I don't think there should be background checks or waiting. Pa- I don't think there should be any restrictions. I think if you want a gun, you should just be able to buy a gun. Doesn't matter. That's your right. Doesn't. I think those people are just as crazy as a woman in the eighth month of pregnancy decides to get an abortion. The seventh month of pregnancy, get an abortion. Same. And guess what? The left condemns the people on the right that are like, no background checks, no waiting period, no nothing. Walk in, grab a gun, walk out. The left condemns them, but if you condemn a woman who's like, if I want to have an abortion at eight months, that's my right. What? That's a, that's, a, that's a living human being. That's a baby. We're not talking about two months. We're not talking about three months. We're talking about seven and eight months. Are you serious? What kind of human being are you? Well, I just decided, you know, I was totally down for it. I was totally down for it, you know. I was like, hey, I could still write my blogs for the Huffington Post. And I could still write, you know, my stuff for, for, the, for the Daily Beast. But then I was like, what if I want to go out with, with what if I want to go out with, Hank, or what if, you know, what if I just want to go have some fun and I go go to Burning Man? I can't because of this kid. So you know what? I decided so much easier to just get an abortion. Really? In one month, it's going to be born. Yeah, I know, but then it's too late. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's what Hillary Clinton said. That's what Hillary Clinton said. Doesn't matter. And her, her her answer to when Trump said, so three months before the due date, and she just went, it's that kind of language. It's dangerous. But it's the truth. You're upset because the gruesome truth is what it is. It's just like when you say to somebody who's fat, hey, you're fat. You're going to die. Why are you fat shaming? What did I do? They're not fat. That, that's why you have a kid who comes in ninth place and they get a ribbon. And they get a trophy. And they get told they did a good job. No, you didn't. You, you stupid mother effer. You finished ninth. Eight other people did better than you. You suck. I did. I finished ninth. No, no, that's not good. That's not good. Don't be proud of finishing ninth. Okay? If you were retarded and you had one leg, okay, you finished ninth. You completed the race. 
rock and roll, but you're a perfect body. You're you're you have a brain. You have both your legs. You're not retarded. You finished ninth. You suck. Okay, you suck. Don't be so harsh. What do you mean? Don't be so harsh. What do you mean? Don't be Hillary. If there's no restrictions whatsoever, at a week before the baby's due, if you kill it, it's a human being that can live outside the womb. It is a human. You're murder. That's murder. You're slaughter. That's so wrong. Don't say that. You're just trying to scare people. It's not scaring people. It's the truth. That's the truth. If a baby weighs eight pounds, the eighth month, that baby weighs seven pounds. Right now, my girlfriend is 14 weeks away from giving birth. Okay? In theory, that baby right now can live outside of that womb. Now, it might not live. But right now, that baby, and I'm not talking about I could take it home right now. But that baby would live in an incubator. And, 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 and finish cooking. If my girlfriend... Tomorrow, went to the abortion clinic, and they hacked that baby out of her. I myself wouldn't consider that taking a human life. Sorry, and I would say she is an effed up, disgusting human being because she could have done that. Three months ago. She could have done that three months ago. She could have done that three months ago. When it couldn't have lived outside the womb. When it was nothing more than a, a forming blob. I, I'm not the crazy right to lifers who believe the moment of conception. But eight months? Come on. Just like I'm pro-guns. Yeah, I love guns. Let's have guns. Woo! But I do think there should be mild, mild restrictions like background check. Waiting period. Remember, I come from New York. I come from New York. You could walk in and buy a, a shotgun that day. You gotta you 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 gotta jump through hoops to get a handgun. But if you're not a scumbag, you're not a criminal. You get one. Here in California, we've got very strict gun laws. So I, I'm not one of those crazies that say no gun laws, no different. Then I'm not one of these abortion people that think the minute my jizz hits the egg, it's a human being. No, I don't believe that. But that is very substantive. That should be broadcasted. And the only reason that girls 
have this cavalier attitude because the picture that is painted about late-term abortion is always this traumatic, like, oh, my God, it was this, this agonizing decision. Please. Abortion these days, remember, I'm, 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 I'm dating a 27-year-old girl who's got friends that are 24, 25. And if a poll sampling of 500 people is the uh, mood of the electorate, then a poll sampling of my 27-year-old girlfriend's 24-year-old friends, one's had two abortions, another one's had one, one's had three, and they use it as a form of birth control. It's like, oh man, I got it. Yeah, I got a, I got pregnant a year ago, and yeah, I just went and got an abortion. Wow. Because the attitude of this generation is not, oh, it's a pers- it's such a troubling and 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 strenuous decision. No, it's not. When the culture is created uh, in such a way from the Amy Schumers or the Sarah Silverman, you don't hear them talking about abortion as being this, this, this very, very complex issue. It's like, eh, yeah, I got one. It's a, well, if you're constantly inundated with that, then abortion isn't a big deal. It's not a big deal. Abortion's not a big deal. If for the last 10 or 15 years, it's gone from this very emotional decision involving a woman and her doctor and her family to, I got it sucked out. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to have that ruin my, come on, When you got comedians, rather it's Trevor Noah, and they're just making jokes about, like, abortion. Yeah, yeah, so what? That's the culture. If you make abortion something that's, that's comical, that's funny, then it's not a big deal. And so having an abortion at nine months is like, eh, so what? It's like, wow, that's heavy. So, I mean, again, abortion, we didn't hear about that in the first debate, did we? We didn't hear about it in the second debate. How is it that this is the dirtiest, filthiest, grimiest, sludgiest campaign ever? Ever. And of course it's the Republicans' fault. But the Democrats controlled the first two debates and abortion was never on those debates. So whose fault is it that we're talking about some fat, disgusting, Venezuelan, washed up, wannabe actress? Whose fault is it? It's not the right's fault. Why did we only hear about abortion tonight in the debate? 
because the left controlled the first two debates. I mean, isn't that a big deal? Does no one see that? Am I the only one that sees that? And I the only one that's talking about it? Social security, the entire, I mean, all of these things, no one talked about them in the first and second debate. No one talked about it. It's not the right's fault. It's the left's fault. It's the media's fault. And I think they were big things tonight. Now, we're not going to hear about them. We're just going to keep hearing about Trump not committing right away to accepting the election results and bad hombres. Bad hombres. said bad hombres. That's offensive. That's offensive. It's offensive. Who's it offensive to? The bad hombres? <laughs> Is that who it's offensive to? Ay, ay, ay. Unbelievable. ISIS. Tonight was the most we heard about ISIS. And like I said, Aleppo. It's it's the most we heard. And again, it's the right's fault for this campaign being in the gutter. It's the right's fault for not talking about issues. No, it's not. Because you heard Hillary Clinton's responses. Have abortions at nine months. Let's have open borders. I want to. I don't want to talk about the open borders. I don't want to talk about the WikiLeaks. We should be talking about the the Russians. We should be talking about the Russians and the WikiLeaks. And never have we ever had an. You know, it's funny. And again, I I hate I I like to be somewhat reserved when I bring this type of stuff up because you get people that go, ah, don't talk about America like that. We are, yes, we are the greatest country in the world. We are unbelievably awesome. But we act so, oh my God, why would Russia be doing this? How could Russia be doing this? This is unheard of. No, it's not. We did it. We did it. We funded we funded the opposition party to Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel. We funded we we funneled millions of dollars into a party in Israel to help defeat Benjamin Netanyahu. I, I, again, hacking. Hacking. Okay, it's a little different than dumping, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into a campaign to defeat a president of another country or a prime minister. But it's just insane to have this Oh, my God. I mean, you know what? People should actually be saying, you know what, Hillary? 
what the hell are you and Podesta and the, the, the rest of our government doing with our cybersecurity that we would be so vulnerable? We would be so vulnerable from Russian hackers or North Korean hack. I mean, remember the Sony hack we were told was by North Korea. North Korea. North Korea. Think about North Korea. They got a, a, a president, a dictator who feeds people to dogs. He's got a haircut that he thinks is cool. And yet, he has a team. He has a team of cyber hackers that at will get into the American cyber infrastructure. I mean, the real question should be, Hillary, what the hell's going on with your cybersecurity? What's going on with our country's cybersecurity that at will, Russians, Chinese, South Koreans, North Koreans... Hack in to emails. Hack in to the State Department. Hack in to the Pentagon. Shouldn't really matter who's doing the hacking. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's such a weird argument. And it's an adolescent argument. It's the argument... That your girlfriend or your boyfriend uses when you catch them cheating because you looked at their email or you looked at their phone. And you go, hey man, you're cheating on me with Bob? What are you talking about? Well, I was just looking at your phone and Bob texted you and said how awesome your vag was. How dare you look at my phone? You, you, I, whoa. Okay, I'm bad. My bad. I looked at your phone. I shouldn't have done that. So that aside, Bob is having sex with you? You know what? That's not the point. The point that you violated my privacy. I get it. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I, I will repent. But can we talk about Bob tapping your vag? Oh, what? It's the same thing. It's like, wow, all these these emails show all this horrible stuff. But it's more horrible that the Russians hacked it. And by hacking it, it nullifies all the bad stuff that's in it. That's the most effed up adolescent high school crap you've ever heard before. And that was her argument tonight. Well, you know that that uh, that open borders comment. What that was? She did like an Abraham Lincoln thing again, where she blamed something so bizarre on what she said, like "Oh, the public and personal." I was talking about Abraham Lincoln. What? 
that thing I said about open borders, what I was talking about was energy. I was talking about our energy grid. Our energy grid. But but let's not the, the the real thing here, Chris, is the Russians hacking the email again. Like I said, it's not the fact that you caught me doing a gangbang with all your friends. It's the fact that you looked at my phone, and that's how you caught me. So let's talk about that. No, let's talk about the gangbang. Let's talk about you gangbanging all my friends. No, we're going to talk about the fact that you looked at my phone and you saw your friends texting me about the gangbang. Mm, okay, but you still had all of them have sex with you. Well, that's not the important thing, okay? That's not the important thing. That, that was more for science, okay? That, that was more for uh, a, a science project that I was working on. But the real question is, why are you looking at my phone? Why are you looking at my texts? That's the question. Why? What is wrong with you? Um... Well, you gangbanged all my friends. That's that's the. Re I mean, that's what Hillary did again tonight. I wasn't talking about open borders per se. I was talking about an energy grid. But let's talk about the Russians hacking, and it's unprecedented. We've never had this before. Of course, we never had. We didn't have computers. And in, in, in internet and things of this nature. Not, not, not many years ago, stupid. It's unprecedented. We never had this before. Well, A, uh, the internet and, you know, the whole hacking thing is kind of new, dummy. B, the fact that our government, led by this president, is so lax with everything... I mean, just everything. It lacks with everything. And for that part, most of the people that deal in technology, rather it's Target having a half a million credit cards hacked. I mean, this has been going on for years and we still haven't figured out, hey, maybe we should put some resources into cybersecurity. So it's like, yeah, it's unprecedented because... I, I don't know, the 80s, we didn't have the internet. We, we didn't have these types of things. You know, it wasn't until like the 90s that we start getting this technology. And it wasn't until really, if you, if you really want to be technical, and I know people argue, me with, argue with me on this, but it wasn't really until like 99, 2000. I mean, to me, dial up. And getting a disc from America Online to get on to get online wasn't really where we are today. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens off of this debate. We'll see where we go from this debate. But I think Trump did good. Of course, no one else does, and the media says he lost, and. It was a disaster because he 
uh, you know, used the word hombre. He talked about, uh, you know, not 100% going along with the election uh, until after. Uh, So because of that, it disqualifies him, and he's horrible, he's a racist, he's a Nazi, and blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in the um, next coming days. We'll see what happens. It's the Rob Zakari Show. Listen to me, guys. We're done with our debate wrap-up. Uh, I know uh, we went long tonight. We normally go from 7 to 9. Instead, we went from like 9, what, 9, uh, about what, 8.30 to 10, about hour and a half. I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, it is what it is. All right, you guys have been the greatest audience in the world. Um, you guys rule. Now, I'm uh, possibly not going to be on tomorrow night. I haven't, I haven't, I'm supposed to be traveling somewhere, okay? I know, we're done when Hillary's in jail. I'm with you guys. I'm with you. And mark my words. Mark my words. Should Hillary and the rest of the left, along with the media, uh, steal this election, our fight will not be over. We will fight them every step of the way. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. These leaks and all of this stuff that is coming out is not going to all of a sudden stop in three weeks. It's not going to all of a sudden stop. It's just not. It's not going to stop. Remember. Everybody says, ah, Donald Trump's got uh, the, the, the highest negative. Well, so does Hillary Clinton. It's not like Trump is uh, uh, seen negatively by uh, 68% of the people, but Hillary Clinton is seen negatively only by 30%. She's seen negatively just as much as Trump. So if she steals this election... It's basically the American people going, who do we hate less? But we hate them both. And Hillary Clinton is going to have to govern with about 60 million people despising her. And those 60 million people aren't going to all of a sudden and go, "Uh, now let's all join hands and sing Kumbaya. Aww. Let's all let's all get in a circle and we'll give each other reach arounds. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And every day when a piece of information comes out about her, it's gonna be jumped on. It's gonna be talked about. And every single one of these congressmen. That turn their backs on us. And remember what I've said before. We never turned our backs on them. We all voted for McCain. We all voted for Romney. That's a fact. Look at the Republican Party. And look at the percentage of the party. That McCain and Romney got. And look at the percentage right now. That Trump is getting. 
If Trump is off by 5 to 8% with the Republican Party, those people are the Essie Cups, the Bill Crystals, the Ben Shapiros, the Eric Erickson's, the same a-holes that told all of us, you got to vote for McCain. You can't have Obama. you got to vote for McCain. And we all went, uh, okay. So this ain't over because payback's a bitch. Payback is a bitch. Payback is a bitch to Glenn Beck and his little loser crew that jerk each other off on the air, rubbing Bibles all over each other's chest. The Mormon Bible, I might add. Dreaming about multiple wives and 12-year-old girls. Exactly, Mormons. Never trust a Mormon. And if there's Mormons listening, I'm sorry I offended you, but I don't trust you, and I forbid you to listen anymore. Payback's a bitch. It's a Rob Zakari show. I'll give you guys updates tomorrow if we're going to have our program tomorrow, but I'm traveling. I might not be back uh, in a remote location to get on the air. I don't know. I'll let you guys know. When I know. It's Rob Zakari. I love you guys. I thank all of you for listening on Spreaker and iTunes and iHeartRadio and Blog Talk and all of the platforms that we're on. I thank you. I love you. I just, you guys are the best. It's Rob Zakari.